Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Next Reel Saturday Matinee, our weekly show where the Next Reel team gets together to talk about news, reviews, new trailers, and the hotly debated weekly list challenge. I'm Ocean, and I will be your second-tier host in this podcast, and I am joined today by the most excellent podcaster and comedian, Chrissy Lentz. Hey, Ocean. Happy Saturday. 
Hello, and happy Saturday to you as well. And uh, Chrissy and I are joined this week by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Pete Wright. I need a call sign. I need it written on my hat. Maybe it's just pizza. Maybe pizza's my call sign. Uh, mm. I, um, I think pizza would I think be something better, like you like emperor. Oh, but pizza's oh, so no. good. Oh, Everybody <laughs> loves pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I need a helmet. I should be wearing it all the time right well, now. If you, if you mm-hmm. love food everybody loves, and wouldn't you be like sandwich? Oh, but like, but think of it this way. Oh, sandwich pizza is delivers. not pizza. Is it delivery uh, or is it pizza? Yeah. There's, a, there's so many. <laughs> Highway to the pizza. calzone. Yeah. To the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. Slow clap. Slow Mm -hmm. clap. Yeah. Other than watching trailers for Top Gun, um, what are you you guys watching or what are you into right now? I've been watching The Kids in the Hall. Have you guys, are you familiar with this? Uh, Like the old old school? school. Well, I'm I'm a huge fan of the old school Kids in the Hall, and I've been fortunate to work with Kevin McDonald's uh, a bunch over the years. And there's a new sixth season of the Kids in the Hall on Amazon. There is not. Oh, there is. And (gasps) it is. I'm not all the way done with it. I think I'm, I think I have one more episode to go, but I have some of it is so, so kids in the hall, so weird, so dark, so unexpectedly funny and like just ways that of course only, only the kids in the hall would think of. Um, and so I highly recommend it, but it is, yeah, definitely an after dark experience. This is not, do not throw this on with the kids running around. It is rated R. I, do, I loved every single episode of the original Kids in the Hall. It was fantastic. Same. Those guys are legend. I cannot believe I didn't know this. was. Yeah. Fun. And so there are a couple of, you know, recurring characters. You're like, oh my God, it's blah, blah, blah. It's this, this character. Um, and just some of the new stuff is like, it's, it, I, I can't even like put words to it because when you watch, you're gonna be like, oh, this is the part that, where Chrissy was like, I can't explain to you the, what's gonna happen. And it's, <laughs> it's all of them. It's like Foley and Bruce McCulloch and it's, they're it's all, all of them, yeah. They're all back. They're all back. They're all great. They're all amazing. And they've all like, it's, it's so cool to like get to see the comedy of them as they're like, you know, these young, you know, Canadian kids with the, with HBO money. And now they're like in their sixties with Amazon money. And it's a very cinematic and so weird. I thought there was only one thing to be excited about (laughs) this week. (laughs) Yes, there's there's one uh, there's one primary thing to be excited about. So, uh, Pete, uh, since you uh, why yeah. don't you uh, start off the 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 exciting part of discussing uh, things with uh, Top Gun and what the cast members had to go through to get ready? Well, that's it. That's what I wanted to talk about. This is this is just like Tom Cruise writ large. And so I know that Chrissy believes that this movie doesn't exist. I recognize that I'm talking to somebody who is just a recalcitrant fake newser. <laughs> she, she's a flat earther. Am, yeah. She's a flat earther. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I uh, the the wrath of interviews have come out about like what Tom Cruise made these people do to actually do this movie. And it is 
fantastic. It's just fantastic. The, the first thing of note is that when they made the original Top Gun, um, they did shoot the, the uh, actors in the planes, and they used almost none of it, with the exception of, of some of, uh, t- of Cruz's reactions in the actual jets in the original Top Gun. The rest of the actors, everything that they did, that they ended up using in the film, it was shot uh, like in a simulator of some sort, right? They, they didn't use any of the stuff that was shot in the air uh, of their faces and reactions and stuff. And Cruz has apparently been thinking about that for 36 straight years and decided As that if we're going to do this, we're going to do this with, um, you know, in for, for real. And we're going to put these people in the F-18s. And when, when I talk to them about signing on to this movie, they're going to promise me that they're going to actually go through what I put them through. And they have to know that this is coming. And all of the principal actors were taught not just how to eject from an F-18 and go through the water, like, drowning test that avoid the pilots the have to go through. They, yeah, avoid the canopy straight up. That was That was actually... <laughs> <laughs> written on shirts. I don't know about that. True. But then they they had to actually go up in the air and shoot all of this stuff. But because there's no crew besides the pilot who's in the plane with them, they had to learn how to run camera and adjust makeup through helmets and then act at the same time. Like, they did everything in the jets. Everything that you see was shot with, with this incredible mount uh, on the jets. And so it's not green screen, it's not matte, it's just these people in these jets. And I can't wait to see this movie. I am, my inner child has been fully unleashed from the cupboard beneath the stairs. I have, the door has been burst open and I am ready to receive you, Top Gun Maverick. I didn't think this was going to happen. I thought I was going to be a, be a cynical bear on this movie all the way to the to opening day, but I'm ready. Well, I am glad to hear that I am not alone, Pete, because I I was I had the exact same thoughts. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be cool about this. You know, it's a, yeah, I liked it when I was a kid. It's going to come out. It should be a fine movie. But yeah, as as all the information is trickling out about it, and the more I hear about it, the more it is. Yes, the ten year old me is is ready yeah. to to enjoy yeah. a movie. Yeah. And, and oh, I'm absolutely. sure there'll be some 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 giggling. Well, and oh, giddiness, yes. yes, I, yes you know, and I'm a, I'm a big, I, I'm just a big fan of, of Miles Teller, too. You know, Whiplash is one of my very favorite movies. And so, um, you know, the, the I, I think he is one of those performers, those sort of generational performers who's able to take on new skills and develop them very, very quickly. And, uh, you know, I, I think for him to learn to play jazz drums, he was already a rock drummer, but to learn to play jazz drum the the way he did for that movie, uh, you know, he he is, uh, I, I think, just very talented. So I'm looking forward to see what he has been able to do uh, in this movie and, and, you know, see how he's how capable he is uh, in, in this very, very, very big movie. So that's that. That's what I, I love Tom Cruise and I'm a I'm a huge fan of maximum effort. So I, oh, I yeah. just like how his like crazy philosophy of like, we're gonna land a helicopter in the middle of the Pope's bedroom and then we're gonna yeah, fly right. on planes <laughs> and you have to shoot the movie for us. Oh like I love it, but it's yeah. It's too bad it's a not a real movie. 
<laughs> well, I feel bad for uh, all other movies that come out this week because I'm just not paying much attention to them. For example, I think it was on, I don't remember, Chrissy, were you and I talking about it? It was um, uh, Men, Oh yeah, uh-huh. new Alex Garland movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, that drops this week. I'll be seeing it next yeah. week uh, because I am a sucker for the box, big box office this week, um, which is really sad because it looks fantastic. And it looks really I've already scary. forgotten what it yeah. is. Because I started thinking about Jets again. Just just like that, it's gone. Yeah. Oh. Which movie was this, Men? Yeah. Men, it is a creepy, creepy movie starring one woman and one man playing many men. And it is a, like, it looks like a social thriller um, that where she is, her husband dies and she is sort of voiced in this small British community. And it's, it's, uh, it, it looks just incredibly creepy about her adjusting to grief and dealing with, um, I, you know, sexism, misogyny, like creepiness. Uh, it's just, it looks really, really creepy and scary. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, uh, you're welcome, uh, listeners. You got a, a review of a fourth movie trailer <laughs> um, for, for a movie that we will not be watching until we see Top Gun. So yeah. for Pete right. and I, that That's means right. we have to wait a week. Uh, for Chrissy, it looks like you're never going to see this movie. Yes, because, not. Uh, you, yes, yes, yes. I'll just so be alone in the theater eating popcorn going... <laughs> I'm ready. What are y'all I'm looking ready. at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, in other in other movies or, or lesser uh, movie news, um, so uh, Pete, did you know that they are were, were going to uh, they're looking to make a, an an oceans a, another oceans eleven movie, and since it has the name ocean in the title, I therefore am automatically interested. Uh, but yeah. this time, starring uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, this is crazy to me. So she did. Um, uh, what was it? Bombshell with Jay Roach, right? And they apparently have a great working relationship, and so so they've signed on to do another Ocean's Eleven movie. Now, you might say to yourself, wait, they've already done a Lady Ocean's Eleven movie. When I would say, yes, they did. But they didn't do it with Margot Robbie, who I like very much. And they also didn't do it as a period film in the 60s. They're going to go back to Roots and uh, do an Ocean's Eleven heist film set in Europe in the 1960s. So uh, we've seen Oceans 11 and 12 and 13 and 8. We've seen all of the Oceans numbers, and now we're going to see Oceans Robbie. And I'm kind of okay with that because I'm such a gigantic film uh, or fan of the Oceans movies. I really do like them very, very much. Less over time, but the, the, uh, still, I'm, I consider myself in the bag for Oceans. Movies. Yeah, no, I, we, I, I, we don't really I know also, anything else. So yeah, yeah, I, I also agree that there is there is a little bit of diminishing returns after after Eleven Down, but I mean I'm, I'm mm-hmm. still there for all of them. I, I do love a good heist movie, um, and so uh, honestly, my my line for these is is typically like, "Look, you got to be better than Fast Five, and if you're a better heist movie than Fast Five, which is not a bad heist movie, so that's not my, a bad that's heist my movie. You got to be better than Fast Fast Five, and yeah. so yeah, hopefully this is that. I'm, I, you know, I guess I do have a, a slight amount of trepidation with the period piece part of it um, because, you, you know, a lot of times these are, I mean, I guess you could just do misdirection with older technology, but a lot of times part of the things with the Ocean's Eleven was uh, the Ocean's Eleven movie was what they were doing as far as like, you, you know, just regular technological advances and how, how they were using that for the misdirection. And then the, and obviously if you're in the 60s, then you you can't do that. Um, well, did Ocean, no did you see phones, the so. original? Did you see the 
use yes, Ocean's Eleven the first one. Absolutely hated it. For it was terrible. Multiple, multiple, multiple reasons. So. Yeah, it was. It was. It was terrible. And yeah. uh, but but this is one of the things I think is really interesting. If you put Margot Robbie in an Ocean's Eleven, and let's just say it's either a, a female-led cast or a mixed cast, the opportunity to provide a fun heist movie and social commentary is rich. And I'm sure that is an angle that she would want to, uh, like depths that she would want to plumb in a movie like this, because it's just too easy, like delicious, low-hanging fruit of sexism and ridiculousness that could make the movie really funny. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and uh, so, <laughs> you sound less hopeful, but I'll still take it. You know what? I'm just. How about this? I I I hope that they make it, and I hope that it is good. That, that's about as far as I can go. And okay. uh, And since I uh, speaking of movies, I did not know that I hoped they would make. Uh, recently, I discovered that there was plans to make and have now been scrapped. So I have a small tier to make a Wonder Twins movie. And I am in the demo of the Wonder <laughs> Twins. I grew up watching the Wonder Twins save the world multiple times as a gorilla in a bucket of water. And so I understand that, like, you know, and I, I honestly think that that's really all you need. All these superpowers that the other superheroes have, it's too much. You just need a gorilla and a bucket of water and you can save, you can solve any problem. And teamwork, and, which is the real it, 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 power. Exactly. T- t- yes, you, you're absolutely right, Chrissy. I, I, I was remiss to leave that out. <laughs> and uh, the movie, which has been canceled at this point, was had gotten far enough to be cast. And I do understand, you know, and I, you know, putting on my, you know, putting on my adult hat and taking off my kid hat. I understand why you get rid of, why it got gets canceled. It's going to be a little bit of expensive to make. It's these are very minor characters. This is easily third tier characters. Most people don't even know who the Wonder Twins are. So to even introduce them and their powers are kind of strange. You know, the whole having to touch fists to even get them, and that that one can do any shape, and the other one can fit any form of water. Right, this is kind of limiting, uh, and and it's a it's a it's a bit weird thing, and, and so there was any shape the, like uh, the shape of a gorilla. Of a, well, yeah, like that's the shape it. Of I mean, that's shape any, of any, any animal. Any, it's any, only any an animal. animal. Any animal he, uh, on Earth or alien, all she has to do is know what it is and say their name, and boom, she can be the shape of a gorilla. She can do she can do a monkey. A and cheetah, that's why they lion, always said whatever. shape of and shape then of, form, and of. form of shape right. of and, and form. form of, I never right. understood that. That, yes, you so just unlocked was, something for the Wonder Twins for me. Yes, yeah, so the, the form of was because whatever form water could take. That's why every now and again he'd be ice cubes, or uh, you know, yeah. or, or something, you know, something else like that. Usually, usually, I mean, bucket of water was the way to go. I mean, that was always that was that was always my jam. You there. can make someone yeah, right. slip. Be ice cubes. You can make someone <laughs> <Exactly>. dance. <laughs> you exactly. might trick someone into mopping a yeah. floor. You might. And, <laughs> but if you're in Oz, that's the ultimate weapon. The, the witch can't handle the bucket of water. No, witch the can't. Bu- you are you fanficking right now? Is that right. what we're oh, doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it was canceled because it was too expensive to make. Um, there's no plans right now to pick it back up. Uh, but I, there's, I do, I, I did not. And this is a movie I had not heard of before this week. I have no, I had no interest, or had I thought about a Wonder Twins movie would be great before now, but now that it's been taken from me, I find I kind of want it. I want a gritty reboot where it's like there, it's a dark, uh, you know, world where they're like, we got superpowers, yay! Yes, you did. You can be any form of water. What? (laughs) And you can be any animal you've heard of. 
Okay. What? Yeah, right. No, like, you know what would make me want to see that movie? Tarantino mm. directing it would mm. be awesome. You know what? Just remaking True Romance, but make them the Wonder Twins. <laughs> <laughs> well, the True Romance the backstory isn't dark enough. It, it does have the Wonder Twins. And since we're talking about this, and this is the last thing we'll say about the Wonder Twins probably, is that their backstory is actually dark. It's like their their home planet was, was uh, devastated by a plague. And then they were uh, taken and, and brought off. And then they had, there's two versions. There's one where they were taken and were sent to Earth uh, to then survive the plague that was killing the entire planet. Another one where they were kidnapped from their plague-ridden planet, put in the circus, and tortured for many years as a circus act, and then finally escaped to Earth to then join the Justice League. So there's a lot of dark there. There is. There's a lot of dark there. There's a lot I, of dark. I'm, I'm still not sure it's anything more than the than anything that I would I would really want to to see as a as its own property. You know what yeah. I mean? No, no. Like I, I, I like that they right. exist, but I I don't actually mind that there is some sort of constraint on superhero properties right now. Like yeah. maybe let's be a little choosy. I am not for one moment arguing that they made the wrong decision. It's just yeah. that I, I find it interesting that my reaction to finding out is, is wanting oh, well, it. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I didn't want it before. So, yeah. so. Well, this is from, uh, we'll put the article in the show notes, but but uh, this is from the uh, Wall Street Journal saying that the presiding factor of the cancellation of the Wonder Twins movie had to do with budgetary concerns that CEO of Warner Disney, David Zaslav, has been reported by insiders as wanting to do a major overhaul on the DC slave of films that they want to put. Uh, he has determined that live-action features budget of $75 million was too high and the return too limited. Uh, so he is, uh, let's see, being placed on increasing WB Discovery's theatrical slate to 20 to 25 films per year and um, not and, and being a little bit more conservative around the streamers, which, you know, I get it. Okay, well, uh, why don't we just end this uh, end this section on, on a high note and talk about uh, slow horses? Well, I got this is this is two things. First of all, are either of you guys watching? Because you know I've talked about Severance all the live long day, mm-hmm. and I can't watch enough of it. I I want it bad all the time. I love that show. Then I strange Star Trek Strange New Worlds. It, are, are you guys up to speed on Strange New Worlds? I'm not up to speed. I've seen the first episode, liked it, and said, okay, I'm going to let this sit for a bit because I'm going to want to binge them. And Slow Horses, uh, my wife and I are watching it. Every time we catch up, we then put it on pause for a couple of weeks, and then we then we, get, we can get, get a yeah. couple episodes at a time. I I love both of these, right? Slow Horses is, is about uh, <laughs> the worst spies. <laughs> In the British yes. Secret Service. It's like they're the worst at what they do. And so they're the rejects. They've been put into this terrible office and uh, they are, uh, they're just kind of going about trying to, trying to get back into the good graces of the powers that be. And I just, I really adore the relationships. Word is that it was, it, it is based on a book that I have not read. Uh, apparently it, it was picked up uh, the second season was picked up almost immediately, and so they were, like, before they finished the first, so it was, like, greenlit, so they shot most of it together. So the second season is going to drop very soon after the first, so we should see that very quickly, which is great, great news. And uh, I, I think it's one of those, like, uh, you know, premier pieces of content on Apple TV+. Plus. Strange New Worlds is, so far, some of the best of Star Trek for me. I absolutely adore what they're doing with this. I kind Kinda can't believe it's coming from Akiva Goldsman. Like I, I just there are some, 
there are some things that I, I came in untrusting, and I I am loving it so far. I'm really loving it, and I'm not thinking too hard about continuity uh, because it's very strange. This whole the whole universe where it exists is I, I'm trying not to think hard about it. Anson Mount is fantastic as Captain yes. Pike. He is among the great captains. He is like Anson Mount, Benjamin Sisko, Jean-Luc Picard. He fits right there, and I'm only, what, two episodes, three episodes in. Fantastic. No, it, it is a great show, and I've, I've uh, read that it was it's episodic, so it's, it's yes. a kind of a callback to the, the, original the original 60s show, where it's not everything building on top of each, each other, like the which I give, which I which I agree with you with the Akiva Goldsman stuff. It, it, yeah. He makes these big, long, you know, season wide story arcs. Which right. I mean, I'm I'm there I'm there for it. I'm I'm, I'm a sucker for Star Trek, yeah. so I'm there for most of it, except except Voyager. I just couldn't couldn't do it. I don't I don't, I don't know I don't know why. No, oh, I love Voyager too. I, 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 Enterprise. I'm a sucker. That was the one I couldn't do. But that oh, one I, Star, that one I, Star that Trek one I Submarine. Yeah, yeah, that one I understood. <laughs> yeah, right. Because every time they'd be like, "Oh, I don't trust this transporter," and I'm yelling at the screen, "It works." Just <laughs> it settled science, you guys. Exactly. Why'd you pick this yeah, as the right. hill to die on, <laughs> <Exactly>. dummies? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, all right. Well, so since uh, we are, um, so uh, since uh, Chrissy looks uh, is, is, is very entertained by our d- discussion about Star Trek. Oh, she's um, in the bag for Star Trek. Look at her. Yeah, Look at her. yeah, yeah. yeah. Love so, Star Trek. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, why don't we uh, boldly go where no one has gone before and discuss trailers? Okay, this there's a lot of drama about trailers this week, you guys. So much drama. One, I picked Chrissy's trailer, and she must have put it in seconds before I got there. I mean, seconds. And I was very frustrated by that, and I thought, okay, I'll go second. And then Ocean comes along in third place with a red band and trumps us both. And that's it, just really infuriating, especially oh. because I missed that it was a Cronenberg. Is it a Red Band trailer? It I is a Red not, Band trailer. Have you watched your trailer, man? There's I no way watch, it's anything but. I did watch my trailer. I did not realize it was a Red Band. Yay. Okay, so yeah. I go first. Yep. Yes, you did. All right, so I'm going to read the synopsis of this movie, and you will not have gotten this from the trailer. The synopsis of this movie is humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. With his partner Caprice, Saul Tenser, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in an avant-garde performances. This is Crimes of the Future. I can feel you pulling things around in there. It's a brand new organ. Never before seen. We've all felt that the body was empty. Empty of meaning. And we've wanted to confirm that so that we could fill it with meaning. The world is a much more dangerous place now that pain has all but disappeared. Mm. You know it is. Surgery is the new sex. 
so this movie, which is uh, starring uh, Viggo Mortensen, uh, Leah Sedu, I never knew the correct way to pronounce yeah, her last Leah name. Sedu. is French. I think it's Sedu. Mm-hmm. And Kristen Stewart um, is really, when I saw the trailer, all I thought of in this uh, family show is WTF. Um, and so it was, <laughs> it, it, it is, it looked so different um, from a lot of what I've seen in terms of its stylistic. And it is, sorry, it is also written and directed by David Cronenberg, who um, I've, I've, I've enjoyed a lot of his work without realizing I was enjoying his work. And I actually like his turn on Star Trek Discovery um, for, if you don't know, if you don't know what he looks like, he's the, 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 the older uh, psychology guy, psychiatrist. That's smart. Anyway. Um, but this movie is, um, Strange and odd and weird in a lot of, a lot of, in its stylistic chosen in a stylistic way. Also, it's telling you know the the, the trailer also um, shows you know kind of what they're doing as far as humanity has gotten somewhat past pain. Um, I I wasn't sure from from the trailer to the synopsis. I'm not sure if it's real world they're past pain or if they're in a synthetic environment where they just don't feel pain there. But the trailer itself even had moments of cringiness to me, and I mean cringy like it was like you know, you're kind of covering your eyes during the trailer. And I thought, well, if anything is giving me this in the trailer, I am going to make myself watch this. Now I know that I'm going to watch it. I hope to enjoy it. And I know that my, you know, so it's one of the things where if I show this to my wife, she's like, nope, that's going to be all you on your on your own there. And I recognize that. And that's what I'm looking forward to doing. It. You said it, man. It looks real <laughs> weird. <laughs> but I love, I, I love, Vigo and I love Kristen Stewart so I mean those things would make me want to watch it but I just I know that what will happen is that I'll wait till it's like streaming and then my husband will put it on and I'll be like yeah no I'm into it let's watch it and I'll sit down for 15 minutes and then go okay cool let me know um what you think (laughs) of it in the end like I mean it looks exciting but probably not for me like I liked history of violence and uh, Eastern promises, but like this doesn't seem like that. Yeah, it it really isn't. It, you know, we did a series on the main show on Cronenberg movies, and we did like uh, I, I'm terrible at this. The Brood and Scanners and Videodrome, The Fly, and Dead Ringers. And of all of those, I think Dead Ringers was the the least like the others. Right, the others are all like straight up you know, weirdo body horror. Oh, we did Naked Lunch, too. That was <laughs> uh, very, very strange. And in the process, I think of watching all these movies, I became a straight-up fan of what he is trying to do. I think he is, he has, like, such a visceral sense of statement in his movies. Like, it looks mm-hmm. like body horror, but my God, this guy is saying something. And I sort of feel like you have to push through the ick factor in order to get it, in order to get his statement on uh, parenting and maternity in The Brood, in order to get to, like, it's just, like, media, forget a Videodrome. Um, it is, there is always something deeper in in what he's doing. Sometimes it's wearing it right on its sleeve. Sometimes you have to dig a little bit. But I do enjoy the experience of, of, of watching it. And he has quite a cat in here um you know d- getting uh vigo to do some of the things that are clearly on display here and kristen stewart and leia sidhu you know licking the open incisions and i mean it's just it's fantastically grotesque like i'll i'll take it i'll take it all right 
And uh, next up in uh, trailers, Chrissy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you say when it comes out? When's it come out? Oh, oh, you're right. I did not. It is the release date is set for June 2nd. And I believe right. it's in theaters. Every, in theaters. I, I did yeah. not see where it said where it's coming out. But June 2nd is when it's coming out. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I thought I was uh, really on top of it this week, uh, getting my trailer mm-hmm. in so so early, so fast. Um, uh, and it tie, we have a tie-in, a little bit of a tie-in with Top Gun, right? Because we've got Miles Teller, and I mm-hmm. think it's the same director as Top Gun. Yeah, Joseph Kosinski, yeah. right. Um, uh, for the new, what I will call, Chris Hemsworth movie, uh, <laughs> Spiderhead. <laughs> Hello again. Sorry I'm late, Mr. Epnesty. Not late at all. That's Spiderhead. We're proud of our work. Your presence in this facility, while technically a punishment, is a privilege. Where have you been? Drug study? In science, we have to explore the unknown. They've been testing me up and down. A lot weirder stuff than usual. This is new frontier stuff here. Before we begin, I need your permission to administer Dan 40. This place can really mess with your head. Drip on. Acknowledge. Drip on. Acknowledge. Acknowledge. Yeah, acknowledge. Let's do this. So it's weird, right? It's like um, prisoners who are being experimented on. Who are trapped, but it's all like futuristic and scary. I thought I thought scary, pro- probably possibly a little bit like gross, but not as gross as Ocean's pick. Um, oh, you're, you're welcome. Always exciting to see Chris Hemsworth <laughs> with glasses. Um, and yeah, I just thought it seemed really, really uh, weird. I think for me, it was, first of all, there is this weird tie-in to Severance, too, this thematic tie-in to what I love so much about Severance is, you know, we're going to go into this facility facility that's ostensibly about this one thing, and we're going to turn it on its ear and make it something kind of diabolical, right. and we're not going to really tell you what that's all about. I'm interested to see that play out over the course of a, of a feature film and not, you know, nine episodes or whatever. So that's that's one. Um, like, I, I love the production design. It's just like the trailer really showcases the gorgeousness of the austerity of wherever they ended up, wherever they pick this thing. If it, you know, whatever CG exists to make this giant facility, I, or or if it exists in real life, I want to live there. Um, I also, you know, movies that have aged well on me, weirdly, I didn't like Tron Legacy when it came out. I kind of like it now. Like it's aged well. I was a I was in the bag for Oblivion. Uh, I thought that was just a beautiful, weird, kind of cool, action-y, thing with mm-hmm. cool spaceships um and uh i can see i don't think i saw the dig but obviously maverick and and now spiderhead i i like kasinski's stuff so um i'm 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 in it for it uh i think it looks good and when when thor uh hemsworth says <laughs> you know <laughs> you know uh it, it it's true that beautiful people sometimes get oh. better credit in the world i I may have I've benefited a time <laughs> or two. Benefited <laughs> a tiny bit yeah. from that myself. Funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. straight up yeah, funny. Very not funny. Only, I feel that's not only the character, but the actor speaking yeah, right, right there. Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. No, it, it looked amazing. Um, I uh, I did like the the idea that it seemed to be that's going to be a little bit of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's just the impression I got from the trailer. So that that the story looks like it's going to be set up in a way to let it breathe for a bit, where it'll let you keep thinking that he is experimenting, doing things to better humanity for a while before the before the darkness really ensues. Um, and then, but then with the darkness, I am, I am most curious about what the ultimate motivation will be. Like whether or not at the end of this movie, you know, they're kind of setting up the trailer like he's doing something that is untoward or immoral or unethical. And then I'm wondering, well, at the end of the movie, will I be thinking, no, no, that's fine. That's you fine. should do yeah. that because your, your, your goal is worthy of all this. Seems good. That's right. I, I, so. He said, there's a line in the trailer too, where he's like, uh, well, what did he say? The time to bring up crossing lines was a bunch of lines ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I, it reminded me of like Ex Machina. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That is, that's it. That's it. That's the yeah. one. Um, All right. But I'm excited. When does it, when does it drop? Right, that's what I kept trying to look for. Here it is. Uh, June 17th. So it's coming really soon um, on Netflix. So. Yay. Looking forward to it. And, yep. uh, you know, uh, bringing up the rear there. It took your sweet time getting the trailer in there, Pete. Yeah, come on, Pete. Uh, it's uh, like you're not taking going, it yeah, seriously. Exactly. Yeah, next time you got to, yeah, you got to jump on this quicker next time around. Uh, I don't even know if I want to keep going. <laughs> you guys might have just made me too sad. Or did you make me angry? <sighs> it's She-Hulk attorney at law. Being a superhero... Is a trial by fire. Who's going to protect the world if not people like you? I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a lawyer. I have great friends. Can we get some shots, please? It's an emergency. A demanding job. We just started a superhuman law division, and I want you to be the face of it. And a frustrating family. Because we didn't ask for this, but you still got to deal with it. Your transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Those are like the baseline of any woman just existing. Oh. Bruce, kind of feels like if I don't transform, I'm going to die. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. Just want to be a normal, anonymous lawyer. Can you tell us where She-Hulk is? Jen, you're a story now. Girl, your ass looks crazy right now. You could be an Avenger. Oh, I'm not a superhero. That is for billionaires and narcissists and adult orphans for some reason. Is there anything more depressing than dating in your 30s? Yeah, this is the best date I've had in a while. Oh. Should we split some fries? Let's get those to go. Okay, so here's the thing. I, this is the first time I've seen, I think it's the first time I've seen a Marvel trailer that has come out that has all of the things. It's got, uh, it's got ties to the past, Ruffalo's all over it. Uh, I like Hulk. Very much. I've I've really enjoyed was that it's got abomination in it. Love abomination. Tim Roth, 
is back as Abomination in the show. Been looking forward to that. Uh, Tatiana Maslany. I, I love her. She's fantastic. She's I loved uh, Orphan Black so hard. And so here we are. This has everything I should love about this show. And I watched the trailer, you guys, and I'm just not, I'm not there. I'm not loving yeah. it. And I that's why I picked the trailer. I don't know if, I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's missing for me. Uh, so I offer this as a point of discussion. Did you share my weird lack of reaction? Yes and no. I The first time I saw it, I think I was close to where you are. I watched the trailer again, and I realized, hey, I need to turn my superhero mind off and let this show be a fun show for what it is. Because it looks like they're not... You know, there, there's there's a level of, you know, I guess, humor and seriousness to a lot of the MCU movies and how they're all going to fit together and, you know, be this one big tapestry that is, uh, you know, taking these superheroes seriously. And this is not that. And and and, and I mean, even the, the the swiping left or right or whatever, the dating thing she's doing mm-hmm. and then, you know, and how all that, the, the dating and then trying to just be a regular lawyer that's going to go into the background, but she's still walking around. I don't know, so almost seven feet tall and green um, is is the thing where it's like I think that it, it would be it'll be entertaining as its own thing, but I I need to not think of it in the larger tapestry of the rest of the MCU. Yeah, it's uh, it, I just have to remember what I was felt like when I loved Ally McBeal, which has not aged well, but that's kind of what it feels like, right? Isn't that the Chrissy? show with the dancing baby? Yeah. The Dancing Baby was the best part of that show. It was so good. I, I think you nailed it, Ocean. I like it, it. I. It's so hard to tell from the trailers sometimes what it's going to be. And so I'm just like trusting that it's going to be fun. Um, and I, I'm here for fun. So let's do some fun. Yeah, not some strange. <laughs> well, well. You know, I mean, I've, I've, yeah. I've seen enough strange. I'm good. Yeah, we've seen enough strange. Yeah, I, yeah. Here's the thing. I'm just going to say it out loud. I'm going to say it out loud because I need to say it. I feel like this is a safe space. I so watched this trailer and I was like, am, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I, am I fully saturated with Marvel stuff? Oh, no. Like, I'm so in the bag for Marvel. Or am I? Like, am I done? I don't know. I don't think so. I hope no. not. I hope not. Did, did you watch that's what Moon I'm saying? Knight? Did you watch Moon Knight? Oh, that's a relief. I'm glad you said that. Yep, I did. And okay, I did. So then you're, I did if you, deeply if you, enjoy yeah. that. Yes. If you watched and enjoyed Moon Knight, because that's a character that like five people knew about beforehand. Yeah. And, and, and now and I want more Oscar Isaac. Like, yes. oh hard, my God. Yeah. Oscar Isaac yeah. as everyone in everything. Like whatever Mike Myers yeah. is getting to do. Great. Can we get Oscar <laughs> yeah. Isaac in that? <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't know what Oscar Isaac's take would be on Fat Bastard. Uh, but, uh, you know, so. He was just, he's so Well, weird. we shall see August 17th. It drops in the U.S. on Disney Plus. Um, yes. So, yes. there we go. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Let's play a game. This is a game about the other guy. It's about the backup. The second choice, the sidekick, the partner, the right-hand man. Regularly, we focus on the star of these movies, but how much attention do we pay to the other guy? And being the second 
tier second choice host that I was of this. I now empathize <laughs> with the other guys. You know, the, the guy that wasn't the star, the, the, the hero of the movie. So in this, and so let me explain to you what we are going to do. Okay. In the game, I will tell you the name of a movie, uh, the actor that played them, and the character's name. And you will get one point for telling me the name of the actor or the character and for the other guy. Wait. And, and it'll make sense in a, it'll make sense in a second. Okay. I'll give you an example. <laughs> okay. okay. So and there will be surprise bonus points available for questions that I've just decided. Okay. This uh, sounds like a game so, I'm going to be legit terrible at. <laughs> I, I, it's I, good. I, I believe you will be awesome That's because awesome. coming up in a week, and this ties back to earlier in our conversation, is Top Gun Maverick. Uh, uh, and I know, Chrissy, you're flat earthing it. Don't believe it exists, but I will. And so uh, you will do well with your knowledge of Top Gun in this move, in this game because okay. this is how the game will be played. I will say the, the name of the, of the main person. So, for example, Top Gun in the movie Top Gun, Tom Cruise pay, played Pete Maverick Mitchell, mm-hmm. who was the, was the sidekick, who was in the airplane with him? Goose. Goose. Okay, what's the actor's name? Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, ER. Okay. So there you go. So that would be then two points because I would accept Goose. Oh, okay. And okay. If I wanted okay. to do a bonus, I could then say, what was Goose's name? Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, oh. I think it was Nobody Goose Cares. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah nobody was the, it yeah. was, so it was N cares. <laughs> it, is, it is an N. It is an wait N. A minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just give me, give me a second to think about it because what is, because Teller, Miles Teller is his, um, is his buddy is, or is, is his, his son, son right? right. So Rooster. Last name is going to be his. Is uh, uh, what is, it's uh, Bradshaw, right? Yeah, that's it, his Miles last Teller's name. playing Rooster Bradshaw. So Anthony Edwards is no one cares. Goose Bradshaw. Yeah. Got it. And well, cares. Uh, Anthony Edwards is Goose's first name is close to your heart, Pete. It is Nick. Uh, was it really? Yes. How would I have known that? Goose I saw Bradshaw. that movie. Yes. And, and honestly, true. in the film, in, 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 the, in the video that was homework for this, they say his name about three times. So, <laughs> Nuts. Okay. So, Off to a hell of a start. Good. <laughs> We're doing great. Okay. Are, are you both ready? Yes. Oh, so is this we, a buzz-in thing? Is it friendship? Yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Um, you oh, also sorry. get to choose, and we'll start with this, what you want to use. What is your word as, as a buzzer? You can use Maverick. your name, or you can Maverick. say what? Maverick. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was saying Maverick. I'm going to say pizza. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you can then uh, you can then come in at any point in time. All right. So here we, here we go. First one, which is an easy one. In the movie Top Gun, Val Kilmer plays Tom Iceman Kaczynski. Who is his navigator in the plane? Oh, 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 um, pizza. Okay. <laughs> I can say the character's name, right? Yes, you can. Is it Slider? That is that is correct. <gasps> Do you know who the actor was that played Slider? I can see his face, Ocean, but I wow. I, cannot, I do not know his name. His name was Rick. Is Rick Rossovich? I guess was he's still alive? Oh God. it's uh, Rick Rossovich. Oh, totally, totally, yeah. totally, totally. Because he did been uh, several, a lot several of other things. things. Yeah. Yes. yes. So yes, and so therefore, I will then hold off on the bonus question that because you did not get both, which was what is Slider's name? 
Oh, wait. Uh, so so at the end... Is he related to Anthony it's... Edwards' character? No one cares. So Ross his, name is, his name is Ron Kerner. We're just going to no, move on. No, I would not question. have gotten that ever. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. In the, Okay, so that's one one point for Christy. We're on the, we're on the board. Oh, and um, oh, by the way, with these, I do want to... I'm just going to preface it now, Christy. I apologize. There is one of these that is aimed squarely at Pete, and it oh. is an unfair question. I just Excellent. want to say I'm going to apologize for you now. <laughs> Apologize for it now. Ooh, okay. It's bad news. This is bad <laughs> yeah, no, news. It's, I'm going to embarrass it's, it's, myself. It's aimed right at you, Pete. Right, right, right. Right yeah. where you live. In your soul. Which is... Oh, all right. In, um, in, the, in the... I think this is 2001's Ocean's Eleven, George Clooney played Daniel Ocean, who planned all of his, all of his heists with one other person. Who was his main conspirator in, in Ocean's Eleven? Uh, Maverick. Okay, I'm not. That really was me sure. buzzing yeah, in. I think, I think I think that Pete was actually under. Yes, yes Pete, go. Right. Was it Brad Pitt? Yes. And uh, who what played was his character's name? Rusty. Awesome. Rusty, what? Rusty care. No one cares. <laughs> Rusty, no one cares. Rusty. Yeah. Okay, there was Danny I'll Ocean I'll and Tess it. Ocean, and everybody else was first names only. I don't know. What was his last name? What was it? His name was Rusty Ryan. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Moving on. Coming in the movie, coming to America, Eddie Murphy plays Prince Akeem (laughs) Jaffer. Who does he come to America with? Pizza. Chrissy. Arsenio Hall. Yes. Who who played? (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of it. I I can see it. So if I could draw a picture of it, I don't. I. Nope. Wait, I have to go through it. I have to wait. Pete, do you want to steal who the, who the character is that comes to uh, America with uh, Prince Akeem? Uh, oh, oh, yes, you, I you do. Got it. Sammy? No. You, you know what? I'm just going to allow that. It's close enough. It's Sammy. His name is Sammy. It is? Yes. Arsenio's like S E M M I? S E M M I. Sammy, yes. That's not what I thought it was. So I. I had the, I, I was the audio cue. I got the audio cue. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, moving on. In Hudson Hawk, Bruce Willis plays <gasps> recently released from prison cat burglar, Hudson Hawk, who is his best friend that he burgles and sings with. Oh my God, Maverick. Hard <laughs> Maverick. He, that would be Tommy Five Tone. Okay. Played by Danny Aiello. Uh, Rain Diagochi's Pizza. Yeah. What? I can't okay. you can't expect me to get to talk about Hudson Hawk without dropping a line from the uh, movie. You're absolutely correct. Fair. Spot, spot, fair, fair. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. And okay. In the in the movie Heat, Al Pacino plays Lieutenant Vincent Vega. Through most of the movie, his partner is working right alongside him. Who is his partner? Maverick. Pete. Are we talking about Val Kilmer? No. Wait, no, it's the other side. Yeah, it's, Val uh, Kilmer's the bad oh, guy. God, bad. Yeah, Val, Val Kilmer's the bad, bad guy. guy. Yes. Uh, you're not going to take I can only think of bad guys. Me, are you? Oh, oh, oh. Is it... Sizemore? Was it Sizemore? He was in it? Tom Sizemore was in it, and he, he was one of the criminals. He's a bad no, guy, he was too. a bad guy, too. Well, the yes, bad guys bad were too. clearly better in that movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna count down from ten in my head. Give you guys ten seconds. Um, Is it Benicio del Toro? <laughs> that was a wild guess. 
I can't like think of who else was even in that movie. Like maybe he was in there. No, I have nothing. Voight okay. was in it. John Voight, he was in it. Was John he Voight in? was in it as well. He was that also a bad him? guy. He was the fence. They're all Robert bad guys. Everybody's a bad guy. Yeah, they're all bad guys. Okay. Al Pacino's uh, partner is Sergeant Bobby Drucker, played by Michael T. Williamson. Oh, God. With the, the movie. Okay. I didn't even remember he was in that movie. Yes, yes. Not well, even was, a little if, bit. If you, if you rewatch it, in about half the scenes Al Pacino is, he's standing right next to him. Right, <laughs> Does so. he say anything? Yes, he actually has quite a few speaking lines, but he's right there for a lot of it. Oh, okay. Man. Okay. Um, in... Uh, Okay. In the movie Under the Cherry Moon, <gasps> Princess Christopher Tracy is uh has uh, has a, a little mini love adventure uh learning about life. Who is his best friend slash not brother that is with him in through the movie? Oh please, Ocean Maverick. Yes. <laughs> Chrissy, do you want to try? Oh no. This is all you, my friend. <sighs> yeah. That would be Jerome Benton yes. playing the part of Tricky. Yes. Yeah, that was oh. the that was the un, that was the unfair question. Okay, good because uh, oh my nothing. goodness, <laughs> yeah, because I, I, you know, I was like when I was doing this, I was like, I don't even know if Chrissy's seen Under the Cherry Moon, but I'm not doing uh, a game with Pete, and we're not talking about Under the Cherry Moon. God, that was so good. That movie, <laughs> nobody nobody understands my love yeah. for, for Prince okay. movies. <gasps> Never okay. heard of it. Okay, well, we're going to have to stop this podcast well. now and take a break. <laughs> we're going to throw on Under the Cherry Moon, and we'll uh-huh. be right back. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. In the movie Wayne's World, Michael Myers plays Wayne Campbell, who is his best friend. Chrissy. Garth, Dana Carvey. Awesome. That's that is that is both correct and this being one of my special bonus questions. Chrissy, what's Garth's last name? I would love for it to be something funny like Barth, like if it was like Garth Barth or something. I have no idea what Garth's last name is. Okay. It is Garth Al- Algar? Algar, A-L-G, Algar. Garth Algar, yes. No. Nope. Yes. Yeah, Garth, uh, now Garth I, Algar. Now I remember. Garth Algar, okay. 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 All right. Wow. And uh, this next batch of guys are just... Who is the? They are the. They are the next in command version of the other guys. Okay. Okay. So just so you can love that. So next in command, and we're going to start with Top Gun because Top Gun is the reason we are all here today. Mm -hmm. In Top Gun, Tom Skerritt plays Mike Viper Metcalf, Mm -hmm. the lead instructor of Mm -hmm. the Top Gun Institute, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Yep. Who is the primary instructor just below him? Pete. There we go, Michael Ironside, Jester. Jester, Jester, Jester. Jester's dead. Yeah, Jester's dead. For the bonus, Pete, do you know Jester's name? Of course, Ocean. We've been playing this game for like ten minutes. (laughs) The answer, of course, is no. As far as I know, you're making up all of these names. Okay, it's Rick Jester Heatherly. Okay, so in the Matrix, in the Matrix, Lawrence Fishburne is the as the captain of the Nebuchadnezzar playing Morpheus. Who is the second in command in the Nebuchadnezzar? Oh, is it's not a pizza? Chrissy, is it Dozer? No. Comes up at the end of the movie. Maverick is the end of the movie. Who's in charge? Is it? It's. 
at the end of the movie, who's in charge? I was right. going to say it was Apoc. brother. Was it Apoc? Or he's a computer guy. No, the Dozer's brother. Dozer, Do, Dozer's brother was the pilot, yes. But he wasn't. That's not him? Okay. It no. wasn't. Oh, Trinity? So, but. It's not. Okay. We, we, through process of elimination, she has gotten it right. <laughs> it is, Trinity was yes. it? Trinity. Yes, Trinity was the, was the one in charge. I was going of through it like she's the first one I thought about. I thought she wasn't ever the captain yes. of anything. Yeah, she was Trinity. too busy macking with, with oh, Keanu. I I know it, and when you say it, I'm going to feel really bad that I can't think of it. All right. Pete, Are we talking about who played? Who's the actor that played Trinity? I, very badly, I do. It was uh, Carrie Ann Moss. That's right. Yes, Carrie Ann Moss. For yeah. The All right. Okay. In um, so in Star Wars. <laughs> Harrison Ford was the Captain of the Millennium Falcon playing Han Solo. Who was his first name? Pizza? Chewbacca. Chrissy? Right? Yes, exactly <laughs> correct. Who played Chewbacca? Um, he's very tall, and his yes, name was Peter mm-hmm. Mayhew. Exactly right. Oh, yes. Man. Two for two. He was a giant Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> is who he was. Yes. A very tall Peter Mayhew is very tall Weird Al. Yes. And um, uh, just two, I guess two more in this one, in this, this round. So in, in, I'll stick with the space. In Star Trek, Patrick Stewart, uh, who is the reigning champion, played John Luke Picard. Um, who is his first officer in several Star Trek movies? It's always the same one. Okay. I know it. Oh, it's right. I can see his face. I can see his face. Yeah. And his beautiful his beard. Beardy McBeard face. Beard face. And- oh, my God. Dorian is going to be so mad at me. Uh, um. Uh, Maverick, Maverick. It is uh, uh, Mr. Riker. Yes, Riker. William Riker, played by. Uh, he's directed a ton of stuff since then. Uh, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes. God, that was too hard. I, I'm worried about myself a little All bit. Right. My husband is listening to this right now, yelling at me. <laughs> Christy, where are you on this? Yeah. Okay, so in the last one in this in this in this round, uh, in this in the last one in round one. Okay. okay it's <laughs> round two. Yeah, this is round two. It's much shorter. I just I went I went, okay. I went long in this, and the round two we'll just, we'll right. just we'll get this going and end. Tim Allen plays Jason Nesmith. An actor mm-hmm. playing the character Commander Peter Quincy Taggart on the show Galaxy Quest. Who is the second in command on the show? Pizza. It's the Chrissy. It's Alan Rickman. It is, and his character is like he's by the by the hammer of Grapthar, I will avenge you. But the character's name is not stored <laughs> in these memory banks. <laughs> It's not Grapthar, right. because he's got Grapthar's hammer, and that's not. Uh, you know what? I I I'd, I'd like to give you bonus questions for the point, the, for the for the for the quote, pulling the quote. Great. So, Pete. No, I can't do it. No, I, I could have gotten okay. Alan Rickman, but I I don't know his name. All right. So uh, just uh, so his his name, the character's name is Alexander Dane. Oh. The, oh, the character okay. that he played on the show is Dr. Lazarus. Dr. Lazarus. Dr. Lazarus. That's what I was, Dr. Lazarus. that's what I would have uh, gone for. I know that I would never yes, have gotten that. Yeah. Dr. Lazarus. And he was a, a Mokhtar alien. Yes. Which really is just a nod to cling on the fact that their Mokhtar was the name of the species. Um, so that's funny. a great movie. So yes, great. No, I, I love that movie. It's amazing. All right. Okay. So we have at this point, a very close game. Pete is up. 12 to 9. 
So it is anybody's Oof. game, and there are going to be five questions left. Just five. Are you both ready? Yes. Okay, sometimes the backup or the understudy has to step up. So in these next two questions, I'm going to tell you who the other guy is, and then you tell me who the main person is. Oh, you're gonna okay. you're gonna tell us the Jeez. sidekick, and we guess the main yes. person, like you'd you guess say. The main. Okay. Yes. okay. All right. Yes. So, in the all-time classic to me movie, Showgirls. Elizabeth Berkeley's Nomi is actually the understudy in the show, The Goddess, until the end. Who is the star she replaced? Pizza? Chrissy. Nope, I'm thinking of striptease. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> there, is, there is not a chance I have anything I to contribute yeah, to it's this. It's Demi Moore and striptease, right? That's two different movies. Yeah. Demi Moore That's two yes, different yes. movies. I can't even think of anybody else in... Showgirls. In Showgirls. Oh, you, you mean you haven't seen it a hundred times like me? Um, it, <laughs> uh, Gina Gershon is playing Crystal Connors. Oh, in it. oh I've never I seen Showgirls. Okay. She's wonderful. In, right. Okay, so then uh, we will go to the next one. In the movie uh, The Replacements, Keanu Reeves <laughs> Shane Falco had heart oh, in this no. movie. He's replacing the striking uh, starting oh, quarterback God. of the Washington Sentinels. Uh -huh. Who is he replacing? The only thing that matters in the movie is Keanu Reeves. Why would we that's true. remember? That's true. But he is in the movie quite a bit. He and Keanu yeah. Reeves interact very often. And he is in the last game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that you're right, Ocean. I, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I agree with you. I can think of exactly one other person that's in that I movie. And I don't, some reason, I, I just don't think Gene Hackman was playing. <laughs> Oh, you're right about that. He was not. And when you, you're right about that. He was the When you say that, I'm going to really kick myself. But the okay. only person's face I can see is Reese Ivins. It is. If I the, yeah. name, the, the quarterback's name was Eddie Martell, and it was played by uh, Brett Cullen, who's a character actor. He's been, nope. he's been in tons and tons and tons no of movies. That was nowhere. All right. That is, that is too much for me. Okay. Um, All right. Again, sticking with the, the, sticking with the, the, the second choices. Um, rounding out the end here. In the movie, Miss Congeniality, Sandra Bullock's mm -hmm. Gracie Hart was second in the Miss USA pageant. Who was first? Oh, she, she knows the truth in her heart, which is that the best day is April 24th because it's not too hot and it's not too that cold and you just need a light jacket. That's the important that thing. <laughs> but yes, her, that is important. Her name. That is 100% correct. No? Nothing? No idea. No, no, no idea. idea. Okay. So it is uh, the, the characters, uh, the actor is Heather Burns. The character's name is Cheryl Fraser. Cheryl. And just to give you guys a chance for a bonus, do you know what state she was from? California? Mm, it would be a cutesy no. poo state, like Connecticut. <laughs> Is Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. So Chrissy oh, was, was no, Rhode God, you're she so right. It's a Poo State. It yes. is a QC Poo State. Miss Nailed Rhode it. Island, and then she became Miss USA. Oh my All right. Goodness. Okay. Second to last question. Pete still has up by three. No pressure. In the beginning of Roadhouse, when Patrick Swayze's Dalton is being hired to work at the Double Deuce, mm -hmm. Dalton declares himself the second choice. Because his mentor and friend is the best. Who is he talking Pizza. about? Pizza! Oh, Chrissy? God. Sam Elliott. Yes. 
who played <sighs> something real sexy and tough. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah. I can. This is another one where I feel like I can hear. It. I can hear it. Yeah, and I, I can see them together. I could probably do a scene for you of both of them hanging out. But uh, but uh, nope. I'm gonna get him. If, yeah, um, when you say it, I'm gonna yeah. be upset. His his name is Wade Garrett. Oh, yeah, he and, sounds like a Texas sheriff. Yes, and I will add this. Give Chrissy a chance for a bonus point with this one. What's Dalton's first name? Richard. Patrick. Tell me it's Patrick. <laughs> good choice. Good, good, I want good, Patrick Swayze to play Patrick. Good, 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 good guesses. James. 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 His name, his name no. is James Dalton. They're just not even trying. James Dalton okay. sounds like someone who writes spy novels, but like locally. <laughs> yes. But like locally. Locally. <laughs> Publishes. Okay, <laughs> and for the last, for the last, for the last question, unless there is a tie, because uh, uh, unless there is a tie, which is a possibility, at the end of Top Gun, Viper <laughs> declares himself to be the second or last choice to fly with Maverick, but who is the Navy's first choice that ended up in the plane with Maverick for the final battle? Wait, what? Who was in the plane at the final battle at the end of Top Gun? Uh-huh. Who's in the who's in the plane with Maverick? With Maverick? Yes, in the say yes. The, because Goose is Goose is dead. Right. He was a navigator. Who is it? Pizza. Is it Merlin? Is he? It is Merlin. Is Do it? Do you know who played Merlin? Yes. No. Go for it, Pete. It's Pete. Tim. Robin. Oh, you're right. It is Tim Robbins. It is who is interestingly enough on IMDb. If you go to and you look at Top Gun, Tim Robbins is the second actor listed. <laughs> of course, he is. Exactly. They did it by he's IMDb. He's you are become, crushing he's it. Such a big star. Yeah. If you look at it now, it's like yeah, he's the second biggest star in this movie, even though he's only in the very beginning and only That's in the funny. very end. And then I guess uh, while uh, congrats. Uh, before before we end up, I just wanted to give Chrissy one chance. Did you want to uh, for, for a bonus question okay. of Do you know Merlin's name? Um, please, Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in Merlin? Maverick and Goose. No. Um, look, I can recite the whole scene from where I'm, Tom, I'm, where yes. Tom Cruise finds out yeah. that he gets to go to Top Gun. Would that count for a bonus point? Son, your ego's riding. <laughs> Negative, Ghost Rider. Pattern is full. Exactly. Yes. So, all right. So his name was Sam Wells. And thank you very much, both of you, for playing. This was the uh, game the other guys. Pete, uh, you've uh, established your dominance with a winning score of 13 to 11. God, that was, I feel like I squeaked by. Just wildly helpless on most of those. (laughs) Outstanding game. game. Yeah, super fun. Wow. That was hard. Let's talk about the Rob Cabosco Memorial List Challenge (laughs) and what the our progenitors bestowed upon us as a topic <laughs> to discuss, which is best or worst remakes, movie remakes. Now, my understanding though from this is it can be a remake of an old movie or a remake from a television, like a television show that was made into a movie. Okay. So you can, and you can go best or worst. 
Yes. And that's that's what was that, your what was your strategy? What did you decide? How did you approach it? I decided I spend a lot of time. I, this is honestly this is my strategy. I spend I spend quite a bit of time on this podcast and other podcasts talking about movies that I love. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just going to take a big drink. I'm going to drink a big glass of Haterade. Oh. And I just went with movies I didn't like or remakes I did not Dark. like. And I used okay. both movies that were remakes of movies and movies that were from a television show. Uh, well, that's really good to know because <laughs> I don't think there are going to be any steals from me then. Christy, did you have a strategy? I just picked movies that I love that I knew were, had been old movies before. Yeah. And I, yeah, okay. I, yep. that was just what that I was, went with. My only criteria, and there were a couple of movies that I really love, that, but I haven't seen the original. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure I've seen them. That was my only thing, oh. is that I have to have seen them both yeah. to be able to judge. And I can say safely, I actually watched a movie for this list. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, no, I, 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 I find that I think most remakes are better than the original, and so I, I wanted to go with one that I thought failed. Because for me, the first that's part good was for you. Was, was better. Yeah. I was like, well, isn't that all of them? Because, but then also a lot of it is I don't like old movies. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. You're uh, anything before 1980? Nothing before 1970. No, 1970. All right, nothing good. before 1970. All right. Nothing no. before 1970. All right. So um, that's as, good. that's actually on your helmet. It, it, it Oceans, nothing before Ocean 1970. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, the the call sign of, of the character that looked most like me in Top Gun is problematic AF. Um, so <laughs> I had a lot of problems with that character. A lot, a lot really? of problems with that character. Yes, yes, yes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Remember. Which character was this? In Top Gun? Yeah. Yeah. Who are we talking so about? So in Top Gun in the 1980s is a movie that we are talking about how uh-huh. much we love and adore and everything. And don't get me wrong, I love and adore. The sole black character in this movie is named Sundown. Now, Ew. why do you name the black character God. Sundown? For oh, right? my God. <clears throat> and Ocean. Then, oh, that's the worst. I yeah. vote so no. That's, yeah. And then... Uh, but, and it's interesting his whole his whole journey because uh, yeah. I've watched it looking at the the adventures of Sundown, where he's like, um, you know, he just gets kind of disrespected in in multiple ways. So the first of which is like, you know, when she loses that loving feeling yeah. after after Kelly McGillis tells Maverick to come in and everything like that, they hand the microphone to Sundown, yeah, and he t- who continues singing yeah. to no uh-huh. one. Yeah. And no one's singing anymore. Nothing's going on. But he's still going on. Yeah. But he can that, sing. That's the problem. That's the part that's yeah, yeah, not yeah, believable. Yeah, he yeah, he he's got pipes. And yeah, yeah, nobody's yeah. listening. He can, he can sing. Nobody's him. listening. He's, yeah, he's going on. And then there's like, he's in the background of a lot of different scenes, which are all kind of weird. And then the, 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 the other part of it, which I found interesting about it was like, so Maverick in this movie gets challenged physically, mentally, emotionally all the time. A lot of times. The only time he physically reacts and kind of fights back with someone is when Sundown was like, why didn't you take the shot after Goose? Which in the movie, mm-hmm. you're kind of with it and, and you go with it and everything like that, but it's like, that's the one lone time. And then slight of all slights, which I thought was this with the Sundown was, okay, so A, I don't even know why he was available to be in the plane with Maverick to begin with during the, during the, during the uh, training session. But mm-hmm. in that final battle, when they brought Merlin back, mm-hmm. even the lead instructor said, I would fly with you. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. And instead of looking at the canvas of all of the people that have actually gone through and graduated, because Sundown graduated, and put him in the back with Maverick, no, we're going to get this guy that didn't even go. 
And we'd rather have him in the back of the plane at the end of the final sequence than sundown. Because sundown needs to, yeah. needs, to, needs, to, needs, to, needs to kick rocks. You're right. That's the worst. Yeah. My God, Top Gun. Come yes. on. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. He yeah. then went on to, I had to go look up his name because I couldn't remember his name, but oh, no, he then went on to play one of my, Clarence Gilliard uh, Jr., yeah. and he went on to play one of my favorite characters in one of my favorite movies, Theo in Die Hard. Oh, look, the police have themselves an RV. Yes. I love that okay. character in that Yay! movie. He is so good. Yeah, that is a great so, part of that movie. Anyway. Yeah, no. The yeah. actor, the actor had, had had a very successful career. He's a lot of yeah. he's had a long run on Walker Texas Ranger. He's been oh, a long run, television yeah. Shows. He's yeah, yeah. He's done other movies. He's he's a good actor. Sundown was a good actor, right? It's the, oh yeah, the it's the character was the problem. Yeah, the, the, right. The actor, oh, of course, he was, yes. he was awesome. Do not yeah. do not okay. love the name Sundown. Not like in no, that, I'm not, not loving that, that at all. I can't believe. Oh yeah. God, yeah, didn't yep. even think about it. So anyway, okay. All right, all right. So, so on. I, I uh, apparently am now first in, in yeah. this in this in this uh, in this game. So I did not expect to go first. So I was I was uh, not ready. So let me think of which one I want to do first. So I, since since we are confident there will not be steals, I'll just start at the top, which is the first movie I thought of when I thought of bad remakes, and that is Point Break. Why do I hate the remake? Wow. The original movie is amazing. It's amazing in so many other ways. It's endearing because it's endearing. It provides relationships. It, it, it does. It, it works on so many levels. But here's the main things that I thought. Johnny Utah in the original is asked, kind of drafted into surfing. And he has to learn this skill in order to get into the group, you know, and then to then bond with these people and try to, infil, you know, in essence, he's infiltrating this organization. In the new one, the guy's already like some extreme sports master thing and it's up to him and he decides to do it, right? He already has all the necessary skills to get tight and get in with that so that you lose all of that trying to all of the discovery and trying to bond with people to get in and in the original they're robbing banks mm-hmm. they're robbing banks to spend money to go surfing to have a good time throughout the winter and they've been doing it for a couple of years and it's successful in the remake they just happen to be extreme sport junkies but they're just committing crimes basically for hire there's no reason no purpose for it other than just the pure callousness of money and so uh the the motivation was different and 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 honestly what it created was just an entirely different feel of movie instead of like a oh this guy's infiltrating this group and hey he's gonna bond with them and oh no we don't want anything to happen to them it makes it where you know this new version is like you don't really care and so at the end instead of it being like this big sequence of oh no this boat gonna die you know you live or die or make it to the surf you know at no point are you ever thinking like at the end of the first one you're thinking well maybe Bodie can make it and then the second one you're like you know what i don't care so point break <laughs> chrissy you reacted to that strongly because are you a bigger fan of the remake no no i i in fact before i was a flat earther regarding top gun maverick i i i i don't i'm confused ocean because who they remade point break i don't believe that is a thing that exists I and i see you're why a, you're would a anyone point. do that Point broken. It, it, yeah, you know yeah. What? I'm, I'm with you. It's a perfect yeah, movie. Okay. You know what? All right. They didn't. They renamed. <laughs> a, they they misnamed a bad movie. That's what they okay. did. Okay, yeah. noted. <laughs> Uh, okay, right. Chrissy. Chrissy. But I, I, I react that way whenever someone brings up Point Break. I just, something comes <laughs> over me. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> because the movie's amazing. It's perfected. <laughs> yes, um, it is. Yeah, so I went with uh, movies that were uh, old, made new again. An old thing made new again. Uh, starting with 
you know, you know, I like fun. And uh, is there a movie more fun than 1999's The Mummy? I don't think there is. I oh, I love it. Do you hate it? I love it. Brendan Fraser is so charming. No, it's a steal. (laughs) You stole it. Yeah, nice job. Nicely played. No, yeah, no apologies. This is this game's to the death of deals. You did, you did win the last game, so. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a hot steal right off my list. I, I am also a huge fan of that movie. It is frivolous and fun, and Brendan Fraser. So charming. Right? They did great. And Rachel Weisz, they did great. Uh, and also the ride at Universal Studios is still pretty great. It holds up. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, okay, then I will open I will open my list with the the one that I um that I watched for this week. I have been curious about this for a long time. There actually have been a number of sort of precedents for this this uh, movie. The one I watched was 1951's The Thing from Another World. Uh, this is a, uh, it, it's a movie that uh, uh, it deals with a bunch of uh, folks who are working in Alaska and they have some scientists and doctors and they're all trapped and it's real, real cold and they find a body in the ice. And what's in the body? What's the body? It's an alien creature that's actually a communist. And so the whole movie is, is all this sort of this sort of metaphor for communism and the unknown and everything. But there's this great scene where the, the alien has like he, his hand is cut off by or eaten off by some wolves and they find the hand and the hand is like uh, seed pods in the hand and the the doctor says uh, oh yes the neat and unconfused reproductive means of vegetation and that's the way he talks about <laughs> it, it is, I wrote down so many lines from this movie because it's kind of bonkers but it's you know it is exactly what it is thank god then they came back and remade the movie as The Thing which is straight up fantastic. I, I'm a fan of The Thing and watching The Thing from Another World, I'm glad I watched it. It's not a terrible, terrible experience, but boy, was The Thing an upgrade. Yeah, it's hard to get better than Kurt Russell, Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves. Why are we trying to top these yeah. perfect no, things? Why would we? Wow, you guys are doing such positive stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm no. Just, I'm just going to... What I'm have you done? Bring, I'm just going to bring you down. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so my second choice is the... It's a remake of a movie this time, so again. Uh, my second choice is the remake The Longest Yard. Um, this, the oh, original yeah. long, longest, The Longest Yard is an Adam Sandler movie. The Longest Yard is an Adam Sandler movie that came out in, I don't remember what year. The original was 1974, starring Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, yeah. Uh, yes, Burt Reynolds, yes. And so the, the original Longest Yard was a movie I really liked when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was, um, you know, it, it was young, you know, it was a young Burt Reynolds, sorry. And it, and it was made, in 19, uh, like I said, in 1974. And this movie dealt some somewhat seriously with issues at the time. Uh, Reynolds uh, it was Paul Crew who was a quarterback uh, for the NFL that was kicked out for point shaving and leading a police chase for unrelated reasons mm-hmm. later on ends him up in prison. And, and once there, once he's in prison, this, this movie really, 
uses uh, football as a base that says, tell stories about the treatment of prisoners, talks about abuse of power, creating friendships with, and relationships with people that are very different from you, uh, ways to keep your dignity and small pieces of joy even after your freedom is taking a, taken away from you. And, and admittedly, there is some of this, you know, there's a football game at the end, so you have some of the sports cliche about sacrificing your own personal good for the team. And in the original movie, this and, and many other things about it worked. And the remake basically takes the shell of this and then starts off stupid by keeping the 1974 premise, right? So the 1974 premise of Paul Crew, Adam Sandler plays a quarterback who's doing point shaving mm-hmm. in the NFL, which in 1974 made some sense. Now they make multiple millions of dollars. It's stupid. Why would, why would a quarterback even do that? They have the same silly, dumb, they, they, make the, they make a silly joke out of the car chase sequence that ends him up in jail. And then once in prison, it's just one sophomore joke after another. And it has none of the punch or the soul of the original movie. Good call, Ocean. I, that's a good call. Yeah. I, li- I, I don't remember hating the Adam Sandler one, but I love the Burt Reynolds one. Well, right. I, I guess I had a, I guess I, I just realized <laughs> I have a secondary theme, which is 90s, the 90s movies. Um, so I went with a, uh, an old made new again. And I don't know if technically is, is something Shakespearean a remake if it's a play that's been done, but then gets turned into a movie that's been done. Um, we're saying yes because I picked 1996 uh, Romeo plus Juliet by Baz Luhrmann. Great oh, movie. I count it. I, I believe that counts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That totally. movie's amazing. Okay. Good. Because if that one didn't count, my third one wouldn't count either. So, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. I love. I fell in love with Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio and Paul Rudd, little baby Paul Rudd, dressed up like an astronaut. The soundtrack is amazing john linguizamo is amazing everything about it top to bottom it's a great 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 movie the it's it's pedigree is confused for this list but i i agree with those okay that that counts (laughs) that counts counts. it's great i i I even like how they kept the original you know the shakespearean language the dialogue i always equate to the king james version of the bible that that way of that manner of speaking Mm -hmm. and that they you know kept the kept the script where they're basically saying the same thing and then just traded in swords for guns and he kept it going and it was yeah it was it was it was was an amazing movie in many ways i've seen it many many times um my is this my turn right is it my turn is there anybody else playing um besides the three of us. I, uh, so again, I went with things that I very much like. And this is, uh, uh, this one is, the pedigree, again, is is confused, like uh, Chrissy's, because it was a film, and then it became a, a play, in, or a musical in around 1975, and that was then a, remade into a uh, film uh, in 2002. In 2002, and... I very much like the film and I went back and I'm I'm dying here because I had originally watched the 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 original on YouTube but it has since been pulled down I'm talking about the 1927 uh silent film Cecil B DeMille's Chicago the story of Roxy Hart uh and that uh, I just I felt like the Renee Zellweger and and Catherine Zeta Jones uh, uh, version of it and uh, was just absolutely fantastic. Okay. I loved it. Uh, but Tay Diggs and Richard Gere and uh, uh, don't even get me started on John C. Riley's Mr. Cellophane. I mean, it's just I just love it. I just love that uh, that whole thing. It was great um, and, and celebration of musical theater. So 
That's it. Chicago, 2002. Good pick. Okay. All right, I will round out. I'll, I'll bring the that was that was that was joyful. And oh, Harold <laughs> Perrineau's uh, Mercutio is amazing in Romeo and Juliet. I love that movie. Yes. Right. Wasn't Paul Rudd yeah. in that too? He was. Yes. He, yeah, yeah. he plays yeah. Paris. What a cast! The, the boy yeah. she was supposed to marry. Yeah. yeah man. Yeah, that was, that was a great movie. All right, so I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring us back down. Uh, and this time, <laughs> I'm choosing a movie that is, I think, probably a good movie. Okay, but I I don't like it as a remake, and I'm gonna t- um, and I'll tell you why. The movie is Miami Vice, uh, the movie Ooh. that was made, uh, Michael Mann movie made um, based on the television show, and I'm based on the television show. So this movie, why don't why don't why didn't I like the remake? The movie is to me commits the ultimate sin in terms of what I hate about making TV shows in the movies. The movie's main characters have the same names, genders, and mostly racial identities of the original show, but that's where the similarities end. You know, because the show was like a fun undercover cops that busted drug dealers and gun smugglers and any other type of unsavory character, you know, in Miami. You know, and then they kind of had fun. They were really good looking and there was awesome music. And then that was the show, you know, and and in the movie, while it does start in in Miami, you know, by, by the end of the first act, they are federally deputized members of the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force, which apparently means you can go to any country like Cuba, I think Colombia, to chase down a cartel leader. Uh, the, the movie leans way too heavily into the Crockett story, making uh, Jamie Foxx, which is Colin Farrell, making Jamie Foxx's uh, tubs a little more than a bodyguard and a pilot for some reason, because apparently <laughs> he can fly planes now. Who knew? And, and at the you know at the end, they do finally, after twisting and turning other countries, come back to the U.S. And then they have gunfights with the Aryan Brotherhood and some Russians, you know, because the plot demands it. And, and then uh, and also Crockett then arranges for the woman who is the second in command of the entire cartel that they've been chasing all around to escape to Cuba. And the, the reason why I don't like these this type of movie is it has nothing to do with the source material at all. Mm-hmm. It's not even that it was a bad movie. It's just that, you know, it really should have just been called something else, like, you know, International Drug Trafficking Police. <laughs> you know, and then you'd have been, then, then you'd have been fine. Outside right? of know, Miami so Vice. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to make Miami Vice and you're going to use that property and springboard off that name, then what the material you put out should resemble what it is you're trying to, you know, re- resemble the international property you're trying to profit from. Yeah. Agree. I st- I stuck with the '90s. Uh, I stuck with older properties being refreshed and renewed. And I I feel as though I feel like my experience with this movie differs somewhat to ev- other people's experience of this movie because I love uh, 1992 Bram Stoker's Dracula. I cannot. I can't. Is Seriously? Steel? I don't even want to talk about it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary Oldman. Well, Chrissy, that's the last time you and I are on the show together. For sure. <laughs> I stole two of Ocean's last time I was on. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm fired. Am I fired? Okay. <laughs> it was so nice being part of the Saturday matinee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you have more to say about I, it? I just I I I designed my own wedding dress when uh when my husband and I got married in the year 2000 and I designed it to look like 
the dress that Winona Ryder wears as as Mina uh, when she's got the little top hat. And uh, yeah, I just think like yeah. I would oh. cross oceans of time to find you. Ooh, gives me chills. I love it. Yeah, you know what? You deserve it. You can have it. <laughs> I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be bitter about it. And also, it. I love Keanu Reeves in that movie. Like, I know that people are really critical of his uh, performance, but I think that he's great. I'll take it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, Keanu Reeves. He's he's great yeah. in bad movies. Yeah, he's great in everything. Great good movies. Great in bad movies. Keanu Reeves is great. Yep. All right, all right, Pete, uh, bring us home. Yeah. All right. Um, might be a touchy one. I don't want to set anything off for you, Ocean, but I'm going to go ahead and do this. Um, okay. I, uh, in 1967, uh, David Niven mm, did, did something horrible on, on film with Peter Sellers and Ursula Andress and Orson Welles as Le Chief. That's right. They made James Bond a goof in the 1967 original Casino Royale. Now, it's not fair of me to actually pick this uh, as the terrible predecessor to 2006's fantastic, played by best adaptation of Bond ever, Daniel Craig Casino Royale. Mm -hmm. No, mute. Mute. I'm editing this. Mute. Um, it's not fair because it, the producers actually knew that this was not the way to go. They actually adapted it from the the source material, the, the originally in Fleming book, uh, which is much, much better interpretation of Bond. Now, uh, so it's really unfair to do it. But I will also say that as a by way of double pick, the movie's better than the book. The book is problematic in many ways, and uh, I, I think they just went ahead and fixed it. They fixed the book and made it a movie, and you only have to spend uh, two hours and change uh, watching it. You don't have to read the whole thing. So, skip the book. Books are dumb. Go see movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, kids. Casino no Royale. <laughs> awesome. And I uh, thank you. Uh, let's we'll just end the list there. So yeah, I, I'm yeah, that's good. Say, that would be good. We don't have to fight. We don't I'm have to fight. Gonna, We're friends. We're not fight friendship because, wins. Because, yes, friendship. Friendship wins. My my thoughts on that. Yeah, are, because are well documented. Everybody right. already yes, knows that you're in it, the bag for David Niven's James Bond. Everybody knows it. They don't need to know anymore. So it's fine. Knows. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, well, uh, I think a final point of business that we have is to come up with the list for the hosts next week. And the hosts next week are at oh, present a mystery. They're a mystery so right now. So we are just going to drop a something in their laps. And we are. so what is a, do you have any suggestions or any thoughts about the topic you would like our hosts next week to tackle? Well, what did we talk about? We talked about um, Margot Robbie making more Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies about twins. We had the Wonder <gasps> Twins whole conversation. I like there was movies a lot about of, twins. We like movies about twins. There's also a lot of airplane talk. Ooh. Like, maybe it's a movie about uh, jet planes that isn't a Top Gun movie. Or maybe it's movies that have great nicknames in them. Ooh. I've got a lot of stuff what going about, on. Like, it just, could just be like movies that take place on planes. Like movies on planes. There's a lot. Movies on planes. Oh, Aren't that's there a not lot? bad. Lot, yeah. yeah. Maybe there's yeah, not I can, a lot. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can rattle off. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I can yeah. do four or five right now. Yeah, I probably just stole all of Ocean's thoughts yes. right now in my well, you head. Might have. Stole Although, them. There's, 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 there's one movie I'm thinking we should like say movies on planes except this one. Movies but, on planes except yeah. 
it was airplane. Just, 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 exactly. Except yeah. the airplane. Oh, yeah. okay. So they, they, they wouldn't let people, you know, use airplane. But yeah, movies on movies, movies on planes. Yeah. Are we gonna so, go? With, are we gonna go with that? Was it that easy? Well, it is that easy. You know, I can think of yeah, because I can think of I think I can think of four or five off the top of my head, and I know there's more. Favorite movies on plane that take place on planes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I I I call it good. Up next, That's great. movies on boats. Let's boat. go with that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay. Well, that is it. So uh, thank you very thank you very much. Um, Chrissy, for uh, joining us, joining us today, and and, and uh, gracing us with with your presence, and you tell us where where can we find your presence in the in the future? So, in like in real life, uh, I perform comedy uh, at a a real place that humans can visit if they are in the downtown Mesa area. Um, uh, in the recent past of the now, which is Saturday, we will have had uh, my podcast co-host Nathan Blackwell from the Most Excellent Eighties Movies podcast as our guest storyteller. But upcoming, we have Kyle Olson uh, of all the fabulous podcasts that he does uh, uh, here um, as our guest storyteller uh, in a comedy show where he is going to share true life stories and myself and my cast of improvisers will turn them into comedy sketches uh, live on the spot. So okay. he is going to be wildly dangerous material. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to be on June wow. 17th uh, in at the neighborhood comedy theater in downtown Mesa. So I'm excited. Yeah. Fantastic. No, that sounds Links yes, in the show notes. Where do you yes. get tickets? Do you get tickets? Do you, you just get, go you to some place? Uh, you just wander around Mesa? You, you can do all of those things will lead you to me. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you just stand in downtown and just start Chris screaming? Yes. I will come and I will find you. Um, it's uh, <laughs> N for neighborhood, C for comedy, T for theater, and then Phoenix, all spelled out.com. NCTPhoenix.com. Oh, fantastic. So that's fan. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and uh, if you're and if you're not in the Mesa, Arizona area, uh, fly down. Yeah. It'll be, it'll come on down. It's gonna be good. Yeah. yeah come on down. It's a good. Yeah. It's a good time to be. Uh, you can have a vacation. The weather it'll, here it'll is. Uh, if you like feeling as though you are in a toaster oven, <laughs> it's perfection. It's all that, the that, time. That's it's my, all the that's time. my get down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that, that's my get down. I don't, I, don't, I don't like any. I don't like anything underneath eighty degrees. <laughs> and, uh, man, man, we are we are just polar opposites, you and me. Just could not be more opposite. Eighty degrees? No, it's not. That's yeah, that's, no, that's the white hot center of the of hell. No, that's, that's, that's yeah. the starting point. That's when I can finally mm-hmm. take my jacket off. It's a <laughs> it's a hundred something degrees here today. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my goodness! You, you I'm, had I'm, me. I'm, you lost me at something. I'm I'm already jealous. All right, Pete. What are you? What's, uh, what's coming up next for you with uh, in your podcast world? So much. Uh, always, there's so much always going on. By the time this goes live, let's see. We're, you know, we've done this uh, this series on <laughs> sports movies, and you might think we've run out of sports movies because we did movies like Queen of Katwe, which is a movie about chess <laughs> in Uganda. But I'm telling you, that's a dope movie. We had a great time with it. Um, but uh, I will say that coming up, we're doing um, that. We've got the Blues Brothers coming up as a member bonus episode. The members voted on, uh, I think it's Great Car Chases. That's the part of the series we're filling in. So I'm very much looking for. I haven't watched The Blues Brothers in a long time, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, to catching up with uh, that film. Don't know how well it holds up, 
Makes me a little bit nervous. Iffy, Chrissy says it's iffy. They were on a mission from God. They were. They were. Talk about bad remakes, though. Nobody brought up Bruce Brothers 2000. Yeah, that no, no, not good. Not good. Yeah. Well, I I will be next time you will see he see. Yes, next time you will see me because podcasts are a visual medium. That's right. For that, yes. So the next time you'll hear me is on the on the next episode of the Film Board where we will be discussing Top Gun Maverick. Not familiar with that. Or is the Earth flat? One of the two. Either way. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening and have a wonderful Saturday afternoon. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.